0: All right, sorry about that, everybody. This is gonna be a part two of the uh of the podcast here. Uh that's what happens when we're doing no edits and we're working over Zoom. So Sam, continue with what you were saying.
1: Yeah, no, I was just saying that again, they
0: got they got Hughes
1: and Austin and then they already have Johnny on that line. And you know, that that line goes from uh previously what is a you know average line to probably one of the better lines in the league with those subs. So, you know, it's tougher on my my guys and kind of kind of made me change my game plan when I found out that uh, who their subs are going to be. But again, I just think that our guys, proud of my guys for battling some adversity. Um, I'm really happy that I, I kind of showed that we can bounce back and we can really, you know, I think there's a, something to be said about like good teams and elite teams. And you know, in my opinion, I'm obviously going to say my team is elite. And I think the, the proof is in the pudding in that, you know, we go down at half there and then we just flip a switch and we score what? 20-something points unanswered in a row and just absolutely storm back uh, and win the game. So I think that uh, we really turned it on. And at the end of the day, we beat up a team that uh, we definitely needed to beat up there.
0: Kurtz?
2: Um, yeah, Sam said it. They came out really slow, and Deshaun and company took full advantage of that early. They scored them each of their first three possessions, I believe. Um, and took a 20 to 18 lead into the half, into the half. And I kind of thought this could be a game where Purdue kind of pulls one out. Cause you always feel like every team's going to get at least one win. Cause it's hard to go out there every week and perform your absolute best. Um, so there's always chance for slip-ups, but, um, Michigan State came out second half and kind of dominated from the word go, uh, Deshaun got the ball first and he threw he was going to throw the ball back a big play this game they were up to and they were driving and he goes to throw the ball and the ball slips out of his hand up in the air and Douglas picks it off. Sam goes ends up scoring on that drive. They get the ball back and then uh, Deshaun gets the ball back. They don't score. Sam gets the ball back and scores again. Um, Purdue score one late to keep the score formidable and have a chance to get an onside kick opportunity um but michigan state showed a lot of resiliency they slept walked the first half they were lucky to only be down by two it could have been i thought if one offensive position doesn't go the right way they could be could have been looking at a two touchdown deficit um it, it was Deshaun's best game by far i mean obviously the accrediting the better line definitely will play a factor in that um he looked confident throwing the ball as he usually does um their team just hampered by injury. Uh, Mergle didn't play in this one. Big receiver for him. Ali Ahmed Shaw had to do a lot of the the heavy lifting, <clears throat> receiving the ball. I just hope that they continue to show up, they continue to play hard, and hopefully pick up a, w- a victory or two these last couple of weeks.
0: Dad, we talked about. No, you didn't. Yeah, did. on this one, Michigan State Purdue.
3: Yeah, I talked about the lineman, the sub 4 Oh yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. You are correct. All right, Chris, do stats then. Um, all right, Deshaun was is this our stats?
2: No, of course it's not. Deshaun Deshaun was 14 and 19, 213 yards, three touchdowns, and that uh interception or fumble, whatever you want to call it. Also had three carries, 12 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Jaleel had three catches, 13 yards, and a touchdown. Uh Anthony Rodriguez had four catches for 110 yards, also had um he ran back a, a fumble after Matthews picked up lateral it as high as he could in the air behind himself, just because he was about to get tackled. And yeah, that was a crazy play. Yeah, it was a crazy play. Only worth one point, but definitely a crazy play. Um, Johnny had two catches for 37 yards and Ali Ahmed shot three catches, 35 yards and caught the first two touchdowns in this one gave Purdue a 14, uh, 14, 0 lead, but, uh msu was able to come back really strong this one rob torino also had a big sack at the end of the half everyone got really hyped for him on the sideline so i was happy to see that um sam allen was 13 and 19 183 yards and five touchdown throws also had two rushes for uh 33 yards uh nick douglas had two catches 10 11 yards and a touchdown also had a sack Hassert had Five catches, fifty-two yards, and a touchdown. Also, a pass breakup. Zach Bellheimer, the big, uh, big defensive lineman of the day, he caught uh, two catches, thirty-four yards, and a touchdown, but also had four sacks. Um, almost ties his career high with five they had last year against Sam. Um, Sean McDonald had two catches, twelve yards. Also, had a rush for twelve yards. And the King had a thirty-eight-yard touchdown. And Alice Kalka had a thirty-six-yard touchdown for Michigan. back
1: to back to back weeks with a touchdown for Kalka. Don't sleep on my boy.
2: All right, yeah, no, he's a good – he's a he's a big body, big athlete, good at, uh, athlete or your D-line and offensive line. So, I'm hoping to see him maybe a little more involved.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> What's the uh, next game?
0: Say that again. The, oh, sorry, excuse me. The next game, other 11 a.m. slate, uh, Georgia against Texas Tech. Cool. This was um, – this was a really good one. I edited film for this game. I was watching it, and I guess – I don't know if it was the uh, – if that was the vibe there, but I was kind of just waiting for, for IB and company just to get going and, and take the game over, and they never did. Um, you have to give a massive credit to Texas Tech's defense. I thought their defensive line was phenomenal. Like, I felt like they were putting really good pressure. John Harnish and company, um, LaTempa, like, they did a really good job, I thought, of containing IB throughout that entire game. They did a really good job of pulling flags down the field as well, not letting any of their the usual you know, Georgia long touchdowns. Um, offensively, Billy was phenomenal. I thought Steve played a really good game as well. Steve Ruiz, they were, he was, he was getting his guys involved. Abdullah scratches. They were getting really whatever they wanted. Billy had a really good game. And we talked about in the beginning of the season, does Georgia have the best defense, right? Because before we kind of anointed your team's defense, the best defense, we were talking about Georgia, possibly having the best defense. And I thought Billy played, um, maybe his best game of the season. In terms of just, you know, this was easily his biggest game of the season. And he came out, you could you could say probably week one might have been his best game. But um, in terms of how big this game was for his team in their season. And, you know, it was easily the upset of the week. I think we could all agree on that. And you just yeah. had to tip your cap and they played really well. As for Georgia, um, you're looking for them to, to turn it around. Dad.
3: Uh, I thought Georgia could not move the ball at all. Yeah. Uh, watched it. Other than uh, a big IB run. I just, I didn't see them with the ball. Uh, he was pressured all day all day i didn't see the receivers get open i kind of you know i, I didn't like the, the the body language and the attitude that i was seeing from georgia uh that's got to improve moving forward right now they they got two losses and no one thought that would happen uh i, I want to talk about billy Demoto's arm strength it's fucking it's incredible i watch players play in the rain uh people having a tough time throwing the ball Billy's not a running quarterback. Billy's going to throw the ball. And he easily had a double header and easily probably threw between 50 and 60 passes, I bet, between the two games. And his arm talent is is unmatched. Uh, the kick and throw the ball. I also liked uh, – they had a lot of creative uh, play calling down by the goal line where they had a couple of direct snaps to Abdul. That was a great uh, great call a couple of times they, they did in both games, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so he's got he's got a firm, you know, grip on that offense – uh, he, he knows exactly what he's doing, knows how to how to attack specific teams. Uh, I have no worries with with Texas Tech ever moving the ball against anyone in the league. Billy is a talent. And and, and if you want to hang around the sidelines and hear a lot of funny shit, Billy, Billy can talk uh, with the best of them. Oh, uh, yeah. Billy, Billy needs to be the next
2: guest on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Billy's
0: phenomenal. <laughs> Kurtz? Um,
2: I guess no, neither of you have said the obvious in this game so far. There was no line play for... Uh, georgia i mean obviously oh, said, Lester, said, Harnish, what do you
0: mean Latempo, we, we said that
2: uh
0: we said that they played really you well you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't talk about
2: that liam riley and tj brown and oh yeah Will yeah yeah, at, yeah well we we'll like, talked about the pressure but you, yeah. didn't, like you didn't say those things out loud and when you say those <laughs> things out loud yes yeah, <laughs> carnish yeah. and Latem are two very good defensive you right, correct you're correct you're correct who get theirs who get theirs against anybody they all they both are two of the guys that can get theirs against most offensive linemen in the league but when we're looking at, it was, it was Dean Wiatrowski on one side who was holding his own, I thought, on a lot of plays. But on the other side, you had Liam Riley, you had TJ Brown, you had Will O'Neill. who guys just, they they aren't linemen. He and, played in the game. What? He showed up in the second half. He played. Pete, yes, Pete did show up in the second half and he played, but even Pete isn't a blocking first lineman, and we all know that he's a receiving lineman who he dropped the touchdown in this game. That was a pivotal play in the game. Uh, that was a tough catch. That was a tough catch. It was, but I I expect Pete to make those plays. I've seen Pete make tougher catches. Yeah, Pete, yeah, yeah that is true. Um, he does have one. Anyway, one of the best hands in the league. Um, but listen, Texas Tech went out there and absolutely did what they were supposed to do. They saw a wounded giant and kicked it to the ground. Um, Obviously, Georgia doesn't like the rain. Um. They just don't – they didn't play well. IB did not have a good control over the ball. He didn't throw one ball he, – he didn't throw one ball over 15 yards except for the one Tyson fade that was incomplete uh, on the first play of the second half. Um, th- that all kind of just led to them not being able to move the ball, like Tommy said. Um, I think outside of the one I, the IB runs, IB really had a terrible game throwing the ball. Probably IB's worst game in this league to date, honestly. Weather definitely yeah. an impact on this one, but – if they had sedano and they had um i don't know who their third lineman is um sedano definitely makes a difference but texas tech played a great game um they moved the ball pretty well all day i liked like you said tommy i really liked billy's play calling i thought he had a couple of times where he just gave the ball to steve and let steve kind of make a play and steve scored on uh this the last touchdown of the game on a nice uh 15 yard rush off a jet sweep motion um i'm gonna shout out the Tex Tech, Tech defense, though, because their flag grabbing was insane. Abdul had five tackles. James Williams had seven tackles. Um, they were all kind of doing their thing, making sure that they were rallying to the football on defense and not allowing IB to make those plays. Um, I expected Georgia to run more short, like, passes and kind of like how they've been doing, like, run the screen and just kind of go and get upfield, use your athleticism, and they didn't really do a lot of that. Not really sure why I think that would have played into the weather and the game planning, but um, – I fully expect Georgia to come back this week a little with vengeance. It's supposed to be 60 and sunny. That sounds like Georgia weather. So uh, we'll see what happens. Sam, I like Texas Tech in this one.
1: I I think that I'm a uh, – obviously I'm a fan of Michigan State first, but I love Texas Tech. I love the makeup of this team. Uh, I, I mean, I I don't want to say I brought up dual Long, but – I kind of I remember Abdul few, few seasons ago. He would always like swipe my story and say, "Oh, I'm trying to play. I'm trying to play." And I really was trying to draft him. And I, you know, really like Abdul. He's been my and my you went boy seven rounds without drafting now. him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, 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 listen. I thought I was gonna be able to snag him much later. I didn't know the word was that. How, I'm much later? With. Look, I'm, I'm, <laughs> How much later? I'm Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, ladies, he's a free agent. Let me put it. Let me put it this way. <laughs> I'm happy that he's on a really good team uh, with yes. a really good quarterback. Billy's a great guy, a great quarterback. Like, like you're saying, his arm strength is incredible. And, you know, just talking to him on the sideline, he's got a great mind for football. And I can only imagine what those huddles are like, because I know guys like, you know, they got guys everywhere with football experience. Steve Ruiz, Billy, Mikey Friedman, who, I mean, you guys know one of my favorite players in the league, yep. Abdul Sakar They just have guys everywhere that know the game and, I think it's very valuable and I think the value in the football knowledge is showing on that team. Oh, can I can I just shout out to one player,
3: Jay Kilwell. Yeah. He was grabbing flags all day. Tremendous, tremendous flag grabbing. Yeah, they were I would be remiss
2: to forget. I'd be remiss to forget that Drayton uh had an interception this week on ID. I'd be trying to lay it over him, but he's six seven. I don't know if you could really lay it over a six seven guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was that was a really good showing by uh, Texas Tech. Huge win for them in their season. Let's do stats, Kurtz. Yeah, I thought Texas Tech had a really good game plan coming Wait, can into I say, this one. Can I
1: say one more um, thing yeah, before yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. before stats? Yeah, I think one of, and I I think it is criminally underrated in this league, Mikey Friedman. I think he is absolutely criminally underrated. I think he is, if not maybe one of the best and smartest players in the league. Uh, he's an amazing safety, and just playing playing with him last year on the Bucks, you know, some of the things that he just does that like you know, you see him and he's not that big of a guy. He's not that fast, he's that, but he does everything very good, very smart. And uh, I just got to shout out my guy, Mikey Freeman. I really think that he's very criminally slept
0: on in this league. He had a huge pass breakup on Tyson on a deep ball as well in this game. And I was just like, yeah, Mikey Freeman can make that play. Like, so I definitely agree with you, Sam. And I like that you, uh, you just gave him his flowers on the podcast.
2: Yep. Curse. No, you know, uh, definitely can't, can't say any more about Mikey. He was a pivotal part of the Browns team way back in the day. Um, Billy was five of 10, 79 yards and a touchdown. Uh, had three carries for 25 yards. Steve Ruiz had one catch for 40 yards and a touchdown. Also had two carries for 22 yards and a rushing touchdown and a pass breakup, big pass breakup on a fourth down where if he didn't make that play, Dean, we probably scores. Um, Nick Sidati had two catches, twenty yards and two tackles. John Harnish had a catch for five yards, which is a conversion. Nice diving catch going backwards and had two sacks in this one. Um, Latemba, no stats, man, but Latemba just continues to be a dog on both uh, both sides of the ball in the trenches. So uh, there, he's a pivotal part of that team. Uh, Abdul Sakar had one catch, nine yards, also had the two yard rushing touchdown and five tackles. Mikey Freeman had the big pass breakup, as you said, and Jake Will had seven, <coughs> seven tackles. Drain had an interception, and Jeff Graham had an interception. So um, a lot of contributions from everywhere for Texas Tech, yeah. as for Georgia. IB, 7-17, seven 82 yards, two interceptions, also had eight rushes, 107 yards, and a touchdown. TJ Angstad had four catches for 58 yards. Tyson had one catch for six yards and an interception. Uh, Jack had one ca- had one touch, and it was a uh, rush that went for zero yards. Um, Liam Riley had a sack. TJ Brown had a catch for seven yards. Dean Wiatrowski had a catch for 11 yards and a pass breakup. One
1: more. Can I say one more thing about Texas Tech? You can I can say it you I'm a side Texas Tech fan, and I've watched a lot of their games. And Kurtzman, please tell me if I'm wrong here, but whenever you're, like, you're scouting a team or watching their film, you kind of look for like that one little weak spot on their team. And truthfully, you know, watching Texas Tech, especially on their defense, I don't think they have a weak spot. There's no guy you can kind of say, all right, you know what? We're going to attack this guy. We're going to attack this side of the field. I think their defense is solid. I really do. I think there's no holes on that team. And uh, again, side Texas Tech fan.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. When we we game planned for them, I definitely didn't have like a, hey, let's just attack this guy on that team. So I definitely agree to
0: that. Let's stay with the – let's go to the 12 o'clock slate. This game we do not have the stats for yet, but it is currently being uploaded to YouTube as we speak. So we will have the stats at some point here within the next 24 hours for that game. But uh, let's stay with Texas Tech against Dartmouth in the 12 o'clock slate. Dad, you watch this one? Yes, I did. Good. I believe, I, again, second half, I caught a lot of that. Um,
1: four
3: overtimes in this one. Four overtimes. Yeah, I, I'm Scott
1: just.
3: going uh, to <laughs> move towards the end of the game. Uh, Joe, you know, Joe's tr- a tremendous athlete, and he'll give you everything he has every time he plays. And whether he's throwing the ball or running, he's, he's giving it to you. He pulled his hamstring late in the game, and he came out for a play or two, came back in. It was tough for him to move forward, and uh, I think Leota had to come in. And it was funny because as he was coming, he goes, It's Brucey's time to shine. And he, goes, <laughs> yeah. and he actually throws the winning touchdown. But this game, Billy, and, and, and maybe the second and third overtime, he dropped dimes in the end zone that would have won the game. And both times his receivers let him down. But Damn. he was slinging. Billy was slinging. And he had that game won twice. And I felt bad that they didn't come away with the victory, uh, even though I didn't pick them. I picked Dartmouth. But, uh, uh, you know, both those teams, they're going to be tough outs when it gets towards the end of the season.
0: Uh, Did you guys, did either of you guys see any of this game?
2: No, I didn't really see a lot of this game except kind of when I was looking over. But um, I guess really what I heard from everyone on the sideline was neither of those teams was wanted, like, obviously we say none of those teams wanted to lose, but you could kind of see on the field like I look over and it's the third overtime and James Williams is still screaming at the top of his lungs like let's go like we got to make a play here so I think the energy on both sides that game was kind of wild um I was I'm happy uh, as a commissioner I'm always happy to see like when guys are just as enthusiastic and intense about the game as I am when I step on the field so that was really cool to see for me at least um four overtimes has to be the um the longest game in league history I don't think we have ever had more than four overtimes um, I think that either team, what everyone was saying was that that game was just going to come down to obviously who, who scored the, who was able to put it in the end zone as they went three overtimes without scoring from what I was told. Um, yeah, just a great showing from Joe and shout out Joe Liotta told me he was a quarterback before the season started. I'm not usually, I usually don't give guys quarterback at the, the first season when they don't really know anyone in the league, but he came in and made a play. So maybe we're looking at a future QB in the league one day.
3: Joe said he's got four quarterbacks in that team, other than him
2: and uh, uh, DeMayo. Demeo, yeah. And is there someone else? Now they got a lot of smarts in that huddle. Um, I know Tompkins calls a lot of the plays for them, um, but they got a lot of smart, another, a lot of smart guys who played a lot of flag football in their days. And they, like you said, Tommy, they, I mean, listen, they're four and one right now. They're tied with Augie for the division lead. Uh, Augie holds that lead due to the head-to-head win against Dartmouth, but. Garment's right there. Garment's one of the top teams in the league, and they're they're a tough out for anyone because that the um the will to not lose is definitely uh, in Joe's DNA. Sam, did you see any of this game? I
1: had did not see a snap of this game, <laughs> but um, I will definitely as soon as it up it is uploaded, I will be for sure watching it. I didn't even like I usually you know I I talk to like Abdul or something throughout the week about the game or whatever. Didn't even do that yet. So uh, as soon as I watch it, I'm going to reach out to
0: him and uh, I'll give him some thoughts. Yeah. I, um, I also did not see this one. Augie is currently uploading the game on YouTube uh, as we speak right next to me right now, but it's a great um, game an great, absolutely yeah. great game. I great mean, game.
2: I mean, I, like I said, yeah, like I said, every time I looked over, there was some big play about to happen or, be made by somebody I actually saw. So I think Nick Santuccio had an interception was running down the sideline. He just stepped out of bounds or a trip before the end zone. Not sure if that would have won the game or anything like that, but just crazy game all around. I wish we had more to
0: talk about it. Um, I, but- I want to say this though. I want to make this point getting, um, for Dartmouth, getting a win against Texas tech after they're coming off a win against Georgia is even more impressive. They
3: didn't play Georgia.
0: No, Texas Tech Texas beat Tech, Georgia is what I'm saying. Right. So they're coming in that game on their high horse like we just beat who, who most people thought was the best team in the league. We just came out and beat them. Now we could take care of this Dartmouth team that is also, you know, a lot of people think if, if Texas Tech would have came out with two victories there, that's, you know, two of what? The three or four best yeah. teams in the league right there? And they, it took them to four overtimes. They almost did it. So that, that's very impressive by Dartmouth to be able to hold on there and a really good showing, a really good weekend for Texas Tech and all.
2: Yeah, um, I actually saw um, the the game-tying touchdown that sent it to overtime by I think it was Steve Ruiz, and then they had to go for two, and they just ran a beautiful play. Billy finds – I think it was Steve again, or maybe it was Abdul. I really don't remember off the top of my head, but I just remember both times just great play calls and just kind of doing what you need to do to win, and Billy was right there, and I expect Billy to be probably the toughest out of any like possible lower-seeded team as he's riding uh, – and- the lower seeds of his division but i'm not worried about them just like i'm not worried about florida it's a i'm not really worried about a lot of these teams yet until we probably get to like the last week of the season but it is what it is
0: all right let's do um let's do the other 12 o'clock game here florida state against lsu did we see this one i did oh i watched the entire game all right kurtz i'll start with you um welcome to the kind of show
2: yeah. Welcome to the Connor Friel show. Uh, LSU, as expected, came out with a brand new game plan on offense, ran with a four man line of Spo, Tommy Torrey, uh, Jake Sobes, and Connor Friel as kind of like your tight end with Cody Norton and body out wide. And, I'm not gonna lie, like I not that not that it didn't work because they did score 27 points, but it was a lot of uh, a lot of dumps off dump offs. It was probably the first time in my life watching Sobes, I didn't see him really throw any passes deep down the field. I think the only time he threw the ball more than like 10 or 15 yards down the field was when it was a broken play and he was able to find I think Cody Norton once uh, down the field wide open. Another time, um, somebody else I'm not can't recall, but. It, it, it shows that Sob is able to um, adjust to maybe not having the correct personnel for the way he likes to play. Uh, I thought Evesu's defense did a really good job. Uh, I felt like their flag grabbing was really just the problem on this day. They allowed too many times uh, first, second, third guys missing flag grabs. Um, very unexpected from a Florida state team who we've seen be so sure handed on both sides of the ball um, up to this point, Justin obviously hampered in this one, wasn't able to run at full speed, still made his impact with a couple big catches. He dropped an interception early in this one that ended up leading to a LSU touchdown later on that drive, which I know he's probably still kicking himself about just uh, four days later. Um, But if you're FSU, you know, that, that, that game was there to be won. You know that there were plays to be made that weren't being made. I know Sam, like Sam said, a lot of the 90 percenters. There were a lot of plays there that I thought FSU makes 90 percent of the time, but on this day they just weren't able to do so. Um, but shout out Soaps, hard of a champion, heart of an MVP. His team was on the brink of one, in, was one in three on the brink of one in four, um, going against what some people had as their number one team in the league going into this week, and they were able to get it done, which is a uh, huge kudos to an LSU team, which I know has been criticized on this podcast. For just not playing up to potential, playing up to what we expect Sobes' teams to be. So huge win for LSU, minor setback for Florida State. They have a doubleheader this week, so they're looking to get probably two wins going forward. Dad, uh, after the game, Small Canter goes, Now I listen to the podcast with a little
3: pride now. Um, <laughs> they definitely did the right thing. Uh, I, I, I said, I've been saying all year line play, you got to give your best player time to throw the ball, and they did. Came out with four man match protection. And they were able to use their linemen in an offensive scheme al- along the way. Uh, I, it was great to see Soaps play like the old Soaps again. I think this is going to change this team dramatically moving forward. Um, you're sending out two receivers, Norton and Body, two very good receivers, out into basically a four-man zone, or, or you know if they're playing man-up and they had a chance to double, but they didn't account for uh, Connor and Spoh going out for passes. Well, I, you know, I guess you got to expect that every game when you're playing against uh, a, a team where every every player is eligible. But uh, they did a real
0: good job with, you know, masking their protection t- and, and moving out their alignment for uh, for passes. I think that your favorite thing to say on the podcast is take what the defense gives you. And I think they Absolutely. did exactly that. I think you have to tip your cap to Sobes there because – um it wasn't looking good for them. Like they, they weren't playing good football no. at up to this point in the season. And they came out with a completely new mindset, a completely different way um, to play offense, different, you know, formation, what they've been running. They had four guys blocking and they were just dinking and dunking the entire day, making people miss flags. I know, like you said, Chrisman and Sam said earlier, those 90% plays, um, you know, you expect Florida state to mi- to make those plays. Like, so just had that touchdown run where he just ran through everybody. I never seen Justin miss a flagpole. I think I saw him miss a few in this game. <laughs> there um, was so too. many and
2: so not like him.
0: yeah it was it was it was weird to see, but uh, you definitely have to give your uh, your respect and props to uh, to LSU getting a huge win and, and potentially saving their season. Sam, do you see this one?
1: Yeah, I actually watched this one on, on uh, YouTube when it was uploaded. Uh, I thought honestly like I, I kind of just had it on in the background at first. Uh, just like I was you know just like on my phone, whatever. And, like I look up and like I saw the score and I was like, wait a second. so I had to really run it back and watch it again. And uh, I think that a big misnomer in this league that I think is uh, very uh, smart for Soaps to realize here is, you know, just cause you got four guys in the line, that doesn't mean they're stuck there. Like you can have four guys. There's no, there's no nothing wrong with chipping and then going out for a pass. And I think that just watching the the game that Connor Friel did that perfectly, you know, the, yeah. they set up on the line, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be split out wide to catch passes. I think that, you know, the way I use Douglas is kind of a, a tribute to that. You know, he, he's, led the league in receiving before and solely off the line so i think it's smart for soaps to do that and you know going forward if if he thinks that's the best way to run his offense which this week it looked like why not there's nothing wrong with that and uh i really gonna give uh give credit to him for recognizing that and being smart enough to realize that that's what's going to work and hopefully he uses it
2: going forward yeah no i think i'm a little upset with um FSU on defense. I feel like there could have been, there were a couple adjustments that could have been made that could have really, um, stopped or contained the Connor of real show. Um, I just feel like they're, they they were not really throwing the ball downfield. You maybe could have brought Justin in the box. Um, trust your DBs on the outside, maybe on more of islands than you're used to putting them on, but, um, no, Sobs was able to get this one done. Like I said, heart of the heart of a champ, heart of an MVP, uh, Wills his team to a big win. Connor Friel was the star of the show. And I'm happy to see him back in the league because he is a big shit talker who definitely wants his team to be good so that he can continue uh, to get in that rhythm and kind of do what they do best. Um, So he's got everyone involved and I did like some offensive things he did, but uh, I feel like FSU kind of left this one out there.
0: Anything else on this one? We have any other, this absolutely huge win for LSU. Um, Big week coming up. We'll talk about it for Florida state here, but, uh, you know, we, I think we all had uh Florida state at the top of our power rankings coming into yeah, the number
3: one team. That's a big win for uh, LSU.
0: Yeah. Huge win. Kurt, you got stats.
2: Yeah. Augie 11 to 17, 139 yards, one touchdown, also at eight carries for 60 yards and two touchdowns, Justin, uh, four catches, 63 yards, also at five tackles, and he probably could have had eight or nine, um, Rob had two catches for 15 yards. Also had four tackles. Uh, Matt Iavino had a 31-yard catch. Matt Marola had two catches, 19 yards, and another sack. Um, Ivanek had two catches and uh, not two catches, two tackles and a pass breakup. Lebo had a catch for six yards, and Redesco had one catch for five yards. For LSU, SoBs his best game of the year thus far: 20 for 25, 176 yards, and three touchdowns. Also had five carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown and four tackles and a pass breakup on defense. Spoh had a catch for 25 yards. Connor Friel had 10 catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Also caught two conversions. Cody Noren had three catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown. It uh, yes. seems like he scores every game. Tommy Torrey had two catches for 14 yards and almost had one of the craziest fumble pick sixes, laterals of this league. Augie throws a crazy ball back across the field. Tommy Torrey picks it up. They can get stopped a little short of the line. Um, Big play by him there to end the half. Mike Body had three catches, 17 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a sack. And Jake Soaps had one catch for four yards. And Luca Duccio had a pass break. All
0: right. Let's, let's move on to the last, the, the last game of the day. TCU against Blue Mountain State. Dad, you saw this one? I was home. Okay. <laughs> I wish
2: See, I wish uh, I wish everyone saw this game. I wish this game was during the day. Yeah, you know, at the end there weren't a lot of people there because this would have had the the crowd of people jumping. Um, to give everyone a quick quick summary of the game, uh, BMS controlling the game the entire game. Uh, Eric throws a pick six where Vin makes a nice tip up in the air. Mike Gargano catches it, uh, runs for a touchdown, and then starts waving by to TCU. And from that moment forward, it was thirty two to eighteen and. TCU ended the game on a 23-0 run, wins the game 41-32. I don't know what switch was flipped, but it was score, stop, score, stop, score. And they didn't let off the gas. TCU realized that their season also being on the line, this was a huge game for both teams. Both teams came into the game 1-3, absolutely desperate for a win. BMS looks like they're finally going to push through for their second win of the year, which they've been – I think they just need to get over that hump again, that second win of the year. Um, but TCU, man, give them all the credit. They stuck with it. Eric threw a couple of bad interceptions uh, early in the game, and they were just able to stick with it. I heard some people on BMS just saying, make him throw, make him throw. Uh, Eric made a couple of really nice throws in the back half of this back half of the second half of this game, and it only took 10 minutes to go on a 23-0 run. Um, I, I was really impressed by Mike Leva. He absolutely dominated this game on both sides of the ball. I thought that, Um, Tyler Andreas had a really good game on the blocking and also being a good outlet for Eric to throw the ball to as well as pitch it to where we saw a few laterals in this game. I think we're seeing more laterals, um, in the league now, which is, which I like to see. Um, Prem had a main impact in this one as well. And I, 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 I don't even know what's wrong with BMS. They just can't close these games out. Um, they've been practicing. They looked like they had been practicing. They ran a lot of creative plays on offense, I thought. They had two rushing touchdowns by not – they had four rushing touchdowns in this game, and Vin only had two of them, two being long ones by Bryce and Paul. Um, I just don't know really what else to say about them, except that they got to figure out how to finish a game because they've been unable to do that. They had leads in a lot of games, and I saw for, tensions flare at the end of the game for BMS. So uh, hopefully they get that shit – T- Taken care of throughout the week and kind of come back with a better attitude this week.
0: Yeah. Um, I had my big takeaway early when I was watching the game. I was just texting my thoughts to Dylan. I was just looking at what I was saying. Um, Bryce Walker, I think, similar to what Sam said about Mikey Friedman, now how he's one of the most underrated players in the league, Bryce Walker needs his respect because he's electric. Like he's he's a beast on the field every single weekend. Right. Um, I thought, uh, Eric, another note I wrote down here, I thought Eric did a good job of forcing the ball to Dylan this week or trying to get him involved. And I think, you know, he was really, he was really targeting him this week. Um, Mike Oliva coming out party. We talked about it with Pat. I think Mike Oliva, this was his huge coming out party. He was, uh, great in this game, especially late in the second half during that comeback. Um, Dylan, I also want to shout this out on the podcast, too, because Dylan texted Matt Ballow on the side. Some of that we haven't talked about really on the podcast, Matt Ballow, but he's been playing in the trenches for TCU, laying his body on the line every week, doing a good job. So, shout out. Shout out to Ballow, man. Um, huge plays in this game, though. Obviously, Blue Mountain State, after they got the interception with uh, the pick six with Mikey, I kind of thought the game was over. Everyone thought the game was over. There, Mikey waved goodbye to TCU. Then a few huge plays later, Dylan just makes a bunch of crazy plays um, late in the game. Uh, Mike, we... Late in the game, touchdowns, uh, you know, swing the tide, and TCU and comes out on top here. Like you said, Kirsten, though, Blue Mountain State played really good all the way up until the end. So you got to play a complete game. They definitely looked like they got better, but um, still, a crushing loss in this one. Yeah, no, absolutely crushing.
2: Um, I, I, I really don't like know what to say. I because they because they played a good game. Like they, like you said, like they didn't play a bad game. They literally just for some reason, either like took their foot off the pedal with the intensity being up two scores with 10 minutes to go. Um, and they really kind of just let this one slip away a game that they kind of absolutely needed. They're kind of in the same boat now as Alabama. You're one and four. You most likely have to go three and one the rest of the way to even have a shot at the playoffs. Um, we saw Vin do it last year with the Packers. He was able to take that team from the, uh, the what is it called? The, um, the, the, the jaws of death and get them into the playoffs uh put in put himself right back in the same situation one in four with four games left to go in the next 3 weeks uh it's now or never for BMS they better get that shit together um yeah that's really all I got to say about that then you see this one he did. He, uh
1: no I was uh, I was home as well for this one but uh I I was in, all I was really going to say was you know, as long as Vingargano is the quarterback of any team, doesn't matter who's on the team to me, I think that uh, he's always going to have a chance in any game. And I think that, uh, you know, I think, they'll, I think they'll get it right. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we were talking about these teams that are that find themselves at the bottom and kind of needing wins. Uh, it would not surprise me one bit if uh, that, that one team that kind of turned it around real quick was uh, a Vingargano-led
2: team. So that's all I'm going to say about that one. Yeah, no, I, and I'm thinking about it now, uh, this actually, this game was probably huge in terms of impact of playoffs due to the fact that these two teams are near the bottom of the playoff standings. Um, head to head is going to be very important. So whoever wins these games, I know Oregon just beat Florida. Uh, there's a lot of big games coming up and the games, these games are going to really decide playoff seating. And, uh, the league is always super tight in the middle. So expect there to be a lot of jumbling in the standings leading up to those final results in the week on week in week, uh, in week seven. So, um, Uh,
3: predictions for, uh, last week,
0: whatever everybody went, do you have it?
3: I don't don't know. I went seven and two. I'm
2: sure it's the top spot again. I I have no,
0: I think I went went six and three. I think that's what we talked about. I think I went, I
2: have no, I have no clue what, I picked her what so we'll have to review that and get back to you on that one. Um, sure, I'll you give you a, a, the stuff. Yeah. That's Eric, his best game of the season thus far, uh, 17 of 24, 238 yards, four touchdowns, also at eight carries for 40 yards and two touchdowns. Dylan five catches, 96 yards and a touchdown. Also at a sack and a pass breakup. Um, Jason Ramos, four catches, 29 yards caught three conversions in this game. Wow. Uh, big points, big plays um, by him. Uh, Tyler Andreas had a 32-yard rush off a, a pitch by Eric, also had two tackles. Prem had three catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Also had an interception that kind of sealed the deal in this one, uh, as well as a pass breakup. up Mike Oliva, five catches, 83 yards, and two touchdowns. As for Blue Mountain State, then was 9 of 19 for 100 yards, uh, no touchdowns throwing, had eight catches, 54 yards, and two, t- two touchdowns. Um, Mikey Gargano had a pick six in this one, also two catches, 36 yards, and a pass breakup. Paul had one catch for 12 yards and a 33-yard rushing touchdown, where he showed off his 4-4 speed. Uh, Matt Green had four catches, 26 yards, and an interception, also had a conversion caught. Uh, Venerina had one catch for 21 yards and three tackles. Uh, Bryce had one catch for five yards, also had a sack and two carries for 49 yards, which included a 45-yard rushing touchdown, uh, as well as a pass breakup for him.
0: All right. Um we're going to do our dad, I'll let you do your power rankings.
2: And then we have to do the room. And then
0: we're going to do we're going to do like kind of like a rapid fire uh, preview for week 5. Okay. All right, dad, Yeah, do your power rankings. All right. We going from bottom to top? Top to bottom. What are we doing? Start from 1.
3: 1. Number 1 team is Wyoming. Woo! Number 2, FSU. Number 3, Dartmouth. Mm. Number 4, Ole Miss. Wow. Number 5, Georgia. Wow. Number 6, Oregon. Number seven, MSU. Number eight, LSU. Number nine, Texas Tech. Number ten, TCU. Number eleven, Florida. Number twelve, BMS. Number thirteen, Alabama. Number fourteen, Purdue.
0: Sam, what do you have to say since you're a huge power rankings guy? <laughs> I'm only a, I'm only a big uh, TJ power rankings guy. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't hate that. I just I don't think that. I, I think we're deep enough into the season where I mean obviously I'm going to disagree with MS uh, MSU's placement on that. I think that it's uh, tough to uh, tough to put a team above another team, especially when they beat them. Again, power like you said, your favorite line uh, lists are made to to argue and get mad at. So. so not gonna not gonna sit here and get mad at. But um, you know I think we're we're I I would put myself over Oregon. Um, I think everything else in that list is uh, to make the argument anywhere. So. Not gonna, not gonna say too much, and I'm not prepared enough to give my own power rankings.
0: I got power rankings if you want them, yeah, Yeah, of course. I want your power rankings. Um, hold on,
1: wait, I wanted to say one more thing. I want to say one more thing if, 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 if there was anyone had even the idea of putting Florida above us this week, I was, I was gonna walk out, just DFA myself.
2: All right, well, I'm not going to yeah, go ahead say, no, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> Sam, do not worry. Um, my power rankings are Wyoming 1, Florida State 2. I still have Georgia 3, even though coming off the loss, Texas Tech. I got Ole Miss at 4, Dartmouth at 5, Michigan State 6, Oregon 7, Texas Tech 8, right. LSU 9, Florida 10, TCU 11, BMS 12, Bama 13, and Purdue 14.
3: Sam, I gotta apologize. I didn't know that you beat Oregon. I had uh I had that straight, I would flipped it in the uh in the standings. Oh was, yeah, All good. Was early in the season.
0: <laughs> um TJ, you got power rankings? I do not. I do not have my power rankings this week. I'm not prepared to give them out. Uh,
1: I, I wow. think he had. Florida I would say, I mean,
0: I would say I could do them. I could tell you right now what I what I would put it at. I would definitely go Wyoming one. I'm still having FSU two. I'll get shit for it, but I'm gonna keep Georgia. Uh, no, I'm no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm putting Dartmouth at three. I'm putting Georgia at four. Ole Miss at five. Um, I like Oregon again. I would go Oregon over MSU, and I know you hate that, Sam, but I would, I would. That's what I would do. I would keep Oregon there. I think they really could be five and zero. Then I'd go MSU. Um, I would put TCU then next. I like the way they're trending. Then I'd go LSU, Texas Tech, Florida, Blue Mountain State, Alabama, Purdue. That's what I, how I would do it. Going to be some angry people in Texas Tech.
2: Uh, after this
1: one. Yeah, that is, I think the Texas Tech disrespect is uh, I don't know.
2: Nah, I mean listen, it's hard. It's hard, you no, know. I think
0: there's a lot of good teams.
2: Yeah, I think there are a lot of good teams. For and sure, I think, for sure. I think you want me to not put teams above both teams that they beat. Um, Hard for me to put Oregon over Texas Tech, even though Texas Tech could be better. I really don't know the answer. They played a 14-12 game, like where it was decided by uh, a safety call that who the hell knows. But listen, I think there are, honestly, I think there's 11 good teams in the league i think there's going to be a good team who ends up not making the playoffs um i hope that lights some blue mountain state let some fire into the blue mountain state uh asses because they need a kick in the ass right now but uh yeah no um i think there's the power rankings for everyone are pretty solid and let's kind of get into this uh yeah,
0: let's do the preview Week yeah. five preview. We're about to go like kind of rapid fire here. Which is- we'll do like a minute. We'll do like a minute to two on each yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah
2: go
1: I, d- I didn't even look at the time. schedule besides yeah. mine, so I'm so- I'm in the blind here.
0: I got it. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna I'll say it out loud. We'll start with the 9 a.m. uh the 9 a.m. slate. Kurtzman, we're back at Rebels this weekend, correct? No. Fall. Okay. Where are <laughs> we? Back at Heavenly. Back at Heavenly. All right. You like to see it? All right. 9 a.m. slate at Heavenly. Georgia against Oregon, first game. Dad, I'll start with you. I'll go Georgia. You're taking Georgia? Why? They have to have – they can't uh, go with three losses or a season where they should be
3: number one. But, uh, you know, I, like I said, I need to see more commitment from that team moving forward. Everyone's got to show up. Everyone's got to play.
0: Hungry Dog runs faster. Um, I think I picked against Oregon and Sirhoff every single week. I'm going to continue that trend. I'm going to take Georgia in a big bounce-back game as well. Kurtzman.
2: Um, I think – this is the first time we'll ever say that Georgia is the hungrier dog. They're coming off back-to-back losses, obviously one by forfeit, not showing up, but um, they're going to get there. They're going to get their wish. It's going to be a nice day out on Sunday. Uh, we're going to be on the turf, so there's no excuses left for Georgia. If they can't go out here and get this win. Then we're definitely got to be looking at them uh, differently. Uh, I expect their full team to show up. I've talked to some of the players on their team. Uh, they are definitely ready and prepared. So I'm going to also go with Georgia.
0: Sam, who are you taking in this one? So I actually think
1: that I'm gonna go with Oregon and I it's for two reasons. And I don't think look, I don't think that Oregon is the better team. I don't think they're in the long run, I don't think they're better than Georgia. However, if you're looking at trends, I think right now Georgia's trending down, Oregon's trending up, and I will believe it when I see it when I see Georgia fully there for a nine a.m. game, both mentally and physically.
0: Mm.
2: I guess we will have I'll, to. I'm, to taking, like, I'm
0: taking Oregon.
2: I like Oregon. that analysis. I have to like that analysis. Oregon's won three straight, so they're definitely trending in the right yeah.
0: direction. All right, let's go to the other 9 a.m. game: Texas Tech against Florida. Good game, Chris. I'll, I'll start with you. Where are we going? You started with May? Yeah. Sorry, I was like I
2: was yelling as you said my name. Um, <laughs> I think so. This game is going to be very interesting because both teams are two and three. Both teams fighting for the playoffs. Um. Texas Tech, I think they're playing very good ball right now. Florida, uh, they, they're they really just unable, like BMS, to put full games together. And I'm talking – they put they put together a great 38 minutes, and then the last two minutes, for some reason, they just fall apart. Um, I am going to ride with Jurok. And the only reason I'm going to is because wow. I think that – he is hungry and I think he might be the hungrier dog in this one. And I'm gonna roll with Florida. I think they're gonna show up, have good weather, be able to and be able to throw the ball like he did um in some of the other games this year. I know he threw for 200 yards twice already this season. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Florida. I pick
0: Dirac every week, I think. So I guess I'm two and three picking on Florida games. Bad, <laughs> how are you taking this one?
3: I'll go with Tech. I think you know Billy, you know, it, it's Billy's arm versus Jrock's legs. Okay. That's, that's what the game is on. Sam, who are, you,
0: who are you taking this one?
1: I am um, going to go to Texas Tech. I think that was uh, pretty well known how big I am on them, and I just think that look, this is not a slight to Jirock, and I I told him even when we played, I would play him every every week if it meant that our games would be very competitive. But you know, we all know baseball, and I think that when when a pitcher is only throwing a fastball, I think after seven innings, you know that the fastball is coming, you're going to be able to sit on it. So with that being said, I think that. I honestly think the reason that Florida's trending down is because I think teams you're getting used to it, they're going to say, you know what, we'll let Jurok run for 100 yards. But when he needs those big throws at the end of the game, let's let's test them out a little bit. So I'm going to go with Texas Tech with that thinking.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, also, gonna do- I'm also going to take Texas Tech here, Chris. You're going to be the only person on Florida. I like the way they're trending. I think Florida's trending down. Um, Texas Tech had a great weekend where they could have came out 2-0 against two of the better teams in the league. So I'm going to go with Texas Tech in a big win here. I'm
2: challenging um, Florida's offensive line. I feel like Jarrock is running for his life, and a lot of times it's not just because he wants to run. Um, so I'm challenging Jarwar, Jodell, and company to give Jarrock a little extra time and allow him to maybe make some plays down the field with his arm.
0: All right, let's move on to the 10 a.m. slate. Kersman, we'll start with you here. LSU against Wyoming. Obviously, you're going to take yourself, correct? Yes, sir. <laughs> Sam, who you who you liking this one? Wait, who's
1: playing? I'm going to go Wyoming here. I think, uh, I, I mean, look, I, again, I, I gave high praise for Zach this week um, and his game plan, but I think that uh, I, have, I have faith in Kurtzman and his game planning. Do you have a, uh, do you want to announce if you have Danino this week? Do we know if we have Danino? We don't week? know if we have
2: Danino this week, questionable, still trying to figure out his work schedule. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But right. I'm always, right. listen, uh, I'm always one who shows up with who I got and I got there and play. So. Dad, right, I think up.
1: I have the, the confidence in you. No, I just I just wanted to say I have the confidence in Kurtzman, like you said, with anyone on his team. So I'm going to go Wyoming this one.
0: Dad, who are you taking?
1: I'm going to take LSU in this one.
0: Wow. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Kurtz. Well, Josh, okay. First, you first, what's me. the reason?
3: I, I like their game plan. I, I know that now Kurtz is going to, you know, game plan against us for four-man protection. But, uh, I think just gave Sobs a lot of confidence. And I think that's, that's huge. And they just knocked off the number one team in the league. So. All
0: right. I'm going to take Wyoming in this one. Um, I think, I'm, I think I'm, I'm making myself the president of the Kurtzman fan club. <laughs> I, I just, I want to see Kurtzman thrive. Sobs, Sobs needs this win too. This would be, this is a, a huge, huge game for Sobs. This is a big weekend. Soaps come out of this two and two. He'll be right back in uh, two and oh, excuse me. He'll be right back in the thick of things. Um, Big game for them. I think Kurtzman's gonna come out ready. I'm taking Wyoming in this one. All right, let's move to the other 10 a.m. game. Sam, your game: Michigan State against TCU. Obviously, you're taking yourself, correct? No, I'm gonna take no. Obviously, I take myself. (laughs) Kurtzman, who are you taking? Um. Uh, the, wow,
2: I, I, I've honestly forgotten the matchup. So you just said that, and I just got very excited because I think that's going to be a great game. Right, this weekend is lit. No, this weekend is lit. I think most weekends are lit, honestly, but this weekend has a lot of high-profile matchups. Um, Michigan State D-line is going to be a lot for uh, TCU to handle. I think TCU's line needs to show up this week. And by that, I mean physically and when they're on the field, play also show up and play very well because it could be a long day for Eric running uh, running for his life if they're unable to block Douglas and Billheimer and company. Um, with that being said,
0: I'm going to ride with oh Michigan uh, State. Wow. All right. All right. I don't give a fuck that Sam Allen's on the podcast. I'm taking TCU. <laughs> wow, so you, so you think uh, no, that, that's not that's not that's you
1: think no. Dylan gonna catch a pass?
0: Yes, Dylan Trey's gonna catch a
1: pass. What the hell? I don't know. A couple guys on my team locked him up this week when you played for Wyoming. <laughs> All
0: right, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan's gonna get Dylan's gonna do his thing. I like TCU in this one. I think these are two really good teams. I think Sam is gonna be ready. Obviously, TCU is gonna be ready to play as well. Um, this is gonna be it better well, be I if Sam's saying that, then I think Sam might might have a little plan to take Dylan out of the game. Um, I like, uh, I like TCU in this one though. I'm going to go with them over Sam's Michigan state team that
3: I'll go in MSU. Uh, I, I like the way they handle Florida when they played a running quarterback. I think that they'll come out the same game plan. D lines too good. Uh, and even when you get into the secondary, I think Michigan state's got a good day. I think they'll control a running quarterback. Uh, I like MSU in this one.
2: One thing I want to say, um, this is a there's multiple players on both sides of this game that have pl- played together fight football for uh, many years with uh, Eric and Dylan playing on TCU side and Hassert and Douglas playing on Michigan side. Super Bowl. this is definitely a uh, a dub V Super Bowl that's their that's their team name for the the league they used to play in um, they're, these teams are going to be after it. I expect a lot of, a lot, this is going to be a very high intensity game. Neither team has a lot of like shit talkers, I will say. So I'm not sure if the shit talking might be, might not be crazy, but I think that the intensity of the game, and I think it's going to be a very close one. Wouldn't surprise me if TCU came out with the win, but like Tommy always says, game begins in the trenches. And I like the MSU side of the trenches in this one. All right, let's
0: move on to the 11 a.m. slate. Kurtzman again Wyoming against Florida State we know Kurtzmans gonna take himself in this one I'll start it off I'm going huge weekend for Kurtzman two and O defeating uh augie in this one uh last time you and augie played what happened what happened last time you and Augie played Augie won oh,
2: we went yeah augie won we, I, I scored with no time left and we went for two and we didn't get it for the
0: win if um if augie wins there's a really good meme that that's gonna come out. We have a <laughs> uh, he's got a good, uh-huh. a good meme in the tuck if it comes out. So I kind of do want to see Florida State win. But <laughs> I, I, I think uh, Justin being hobbled is really gonna hurt them. Um, potentially some other guys being out. Um, I I like uh, I like Wyoming in this one. Dad,
3: I like FSU. <laughs> I think Tommy has to me zero and two this
0: 2. week. You have at hey, 2. 2. It's, it's You have the number pick. one team. Your, your number one team. Your power at zero to two this week.
3: Yeah, it's
2: terrible. <laughs> No, I listen, I think it's going to be a little <laughs> of a challenge for us. I think that um, –
3: They're right, two really good quarterbacks. Yeah,
2: no, I listen, I think it's going to be a challenge for us, especially in the second game. We're going to be coming off of the game against Soaps, which if you've ever watched me play flag football, my games are always close. It's impossible for me to – like, I, except for when Augie blew me out a couple of years ago. I don't get blown out, and I don't blow other teams out. We play close games, so I'm – so. Yeah, ha-ha. I am yeah uh Um, – I'm just nervous that we're going to be very tired going into the second game, but that's not a narrative that I'm willing to pull because me and Augie, we tried to get it so that we were both on our second game of our back-to-back, but it didn't work out that way. But um, we're going to be ready for both games. We'll have – make sure we get our coaches meeting in and uh, have a good game plan, and uh, we'll be ready to go. I'm excited to get to 2-0 and this week, get to 6-0 in the season.
0: Sam, how are you feeling?
1: I am going to go with Florida State. I think that – um, the back-to-back here for Kurtzman is going to be um, a lot more, more difficult, especially when you have a, uh, you know, I think a better team. You're going to be end up playing in the second game. I think that, um, and I think that Augie, just his play style, you don't want to play him in a second game. I think he's has guys running around, and I think, uh, I think that is, I can see Wyoming tiring out here, maybe in after the first half, and Augie coming with, back with a big second half to win the game. So, gonna go Florida State here.
0: Chris, man, everyone picking against you, except for me. Hey, thanks, president. (laughs) Let's go to the other 11 a.m. game. Ole Miss against Dartmouth. Yeah, this This is is a dog fight. This This,
2: this This is the game I'm mad I'm playing in the same time slot because I wanted to sit down and watch this game.
0: This game is absolutely max. All right, um... Oh my god.
2: I'll start. I'll start talking yeah, about Yeah, go.
0: I don't know who I want yet. <laughs> I know who
2: I want. God. Um I've been I, I, I've been talking this the, 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 Tommy Galante up since the first couple games he played in the league. The the talent is there. The talent around him is there. I love his team on both sides of the ball. I honestly love his team everywhere on the field. I think they're very balanced and they have a lot of playmakers at all different positions. Um, Paulie is going to be a handful for whoever they decide to put on him. It, it'd it be Liam, whether it be Joe, um, I think that. I'm taking Ole Miss in this game, and I think it's solely because I trust their offense to score 30-plus points. They've done it almost every game this year. So um, I think I'm going to take them in a little bit of a shootout. Uh, Joe got to get the offense rolling, get the offense back rolling this week. And if he does so, they could be in for a really good game against Ole Miss.
0: Dad, who are you taking? I'm
3: going to go with Ole Miss. Uh, I don't know the health of Joe. If that hamstring is really bothering him, that takes away from his game. If he can't move the way he moves,
0: um, when we called Joe the other night, he was icing in in uh, in his room. Yeah, I, Jack.
3: I I like I like the matchup. You got uh, Paulie C versus uh, Nikki T. I think two big men like that they can dominate a game. I like to see that, but uh, to me it all comes down to a healthy Joe.
0: And uh, so if I don't think he's healthy, I'm gonna roll with Ole Miss. Wow, I'm gonna take Dartmouth. Nice. I don't. I don't like. I don't like betting against Tommy. This might be the first time I've ever done it, but I'm going to take Dartmouth in this one. I think Joe's going to be all right, and I just really like the way that they're playing, coming off of a huge, uh, huge weekend for them. I'm going with Dartmouth. Sam,
1: I'm going to go with Ole Miss, and I think that, and that's probably the, uh, just the, the closest game. I can't. Unbelievable scheduling here, not being flexed to the one o'clock slate. Unbelievable, but, uh.
2: I Ole think miss you know. Here, I think you me. fully well know why the game isn't
1: isn't, <laughs> isn't where it
0: is. <laughs> oh miss here for me. All right. Let's go to the 12 p.m. slate. Purdue against LSU. All of us are taking LSU. Yes. All of us are taking LSU and so proven otherwise. Right. Yeah, now, nah, I
2: mean, LSU will have a game uh game in between from playing me regardless of win or loss. They'll have some time to regroup, get ready for the second game. Um, I just want to see Perduco out there and execute, uh, give Sobs a game, make him work. Uh, and if you stay in it late, anything can happen. Um, come in with a little bit of a game plan. Know what you want to do on both sides of the ball. And I'm hoping that we see, the, we see a continuation of last week where I thought Deshaun had his best full day in the league at quarterback thus far.
0: So hopefully uh, he's able to continue that production. All right. Florida State against Ole Miss in the next 12 o'clock game. Oof, Dad.
3: We oh, gotta get me first.
0: Yeah, it's either I'm taking Augie to go 0 and 2 or Tommy to go 0 and 2, which I absolutely hate. Yeah, um,
3: I'm, I'm gonna go FSU. I think they want the number one ranking back. I know it's the second game for them. Uh, it's also the second game for for Tommy, so I'll roll with Augie.
0: I'm taking Augie in Florida State as well in this one. I don't feel good about it. I don't like. I don't like the fact that I put myself in a position for either of these guys to go Oh, and 2 this weekend. Um, I'm taking uh, Florida State. Oh,
3: well, he goes two and zero. reclaims the top spot.
0: Yeah. Sam.
2: Uh, yeah. Who do you guys pick? Who did you guys pick?
0: I took Florida State. We took. We both of us took uh, Florida State over Ole Miss. Ooh. I and this is Augie's
1: second game. I think I'm gonna go. Well, second go game go also. Miss. Both
2: teams play at eleven.
1: Yeah, I, I know. I, I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Ole Miss. I think. I think. Uh, I, I. don't know. I think that just just play style, and I think that you know, first game again. Like I said, Augie's gonna be running around. It's just the way he plays. And I mean, you know, no, no, nothing wrong with Augie or anything, or you know, any question with his stamina or anything. But I just think it's everyone's tired after one game, and especially the way Augie plays when running around the field and you know moving his hips everywhere. I think he wouldn't surprise me again if he's uh, getting tired. And I don't think Tommy. Tommy doesn't really play a too tiresome game in my eyes. So
2: um, I'm going to go Ole Miss here. I am also going to go Ole Miss. Um, I, I think that this is more attributed to them just being at full capacity, having 10 guys almost every week. While as for FSU, Justin's hurt. Um, we're hearing other guys might be questionable to play. I haven't seen Joey Worgans or Fadi or Jake Kodros in two weeks. So if they have Jake seven – Jake Hodros, M-I-A. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of his guys in a couple of weeks. So he's got, I just named three guys. I haven't seen in two weeks, which means he's probably looking at some kind of sub at some point. So hampered team, Justin, not at his full, um, full strength, hundred percent definitely hurts them on defense as much as it hurts them on offense, but Augie's able to carry the load on offense with Justin, a little uh, uh, sore from injury. Um, I'm taking little Miss. I'm riding with Tommy. I think like, uh, like, Sam said Tommy doesn't play as tiresome of a game as Augie does at quarterback. Augie's doing a lot more running around than Tommy does. So you got I Augie am,
3: going at 0 two this week?
2: Well, I mean, I have him obviously losing to me. And if he only has seven guys against an old miss team, I'm gonna roll with Ole Miss. They got more oh, no, guys. That shit, Augie. <laughs> all right, I, mean, go I mean, all, all TJ had to do is to go miss and then fucking uh Augie's Owen two. So I mean, listen, someone's gotta go owen two on the week, considering. Unless we all go one and one. I guess we all could go yeah, on one and one, true. but that probably won't it probably won't happen. So someone's probably gonna end up falling on two. And I guess it's for me, it's gonna be Augie. So we'll have to see what happens.
0: All right. Let's go to the one o'clock game, the last game of the day. Alabama against Blue Mountain State. I'll start. I'm taking Blue Mountain State. We still don't know the status of Alabama. We we've you know we've seen a bunch of quarterback changes. Abby's now out for the rest of the season for them. They're in disarray. I'm going Blue Mountain State. They need to get on track here yeah um Blue Mountain State I'm picking
2: Blue Mountain State, they do need to get back on track like you said. Um, the only win is against Purdue this year so they, they listen, if you're gonna make it to the playoffs beating Alabama and Purdue is definitely a good start to getting there. Um, I guess they kind of got favorable schedule of luck when it all looks at the end of the season. we'll look back and see who had an easy who had a harder schedule but um, yeah, I, I'm taking Blue Mountain State. Let's let's play a complete forty minutes. Let's come on. Let's come on, then. Get your team. Let's get rolling. Let's uh make other teams below you, uh, ahead of you in the standings, worry about you that you're coming.
0: That
3: uh, one team has no problem putting the ball in the end zone. The other team struggles to. I'll go yeah. with Blue Mountain
1: State. That's him. A- I will also go with Blue Mountain State. Um, give me uh, Vin Gargano all day. All
0: right. So that's going to be – those are our week uh, our week five picks. That's our prediction. Obviously, podcast a little bit weird this week. Kind of rapid-fire preview right there. But, everyone, if you still made it to this point, you're the second part of the podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. Sam, thank you for coming on today. You were awesome.
1: Thank
0: you for having me <laughs> any day. <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll see you guys at the field on Sunday. Peace. All right.